Right now, we're facing a man-made disaster of global scale. We are the first generation to feel the impact of climate change and the last generation that can do something about it. If we put together science, technology, traditional knowledge, we can protect our planet. I want you to act as if the house was on fire, because it is. This is People Taking Action, a podcast bringing you inspirational stories of people around the world who are taking action against the climate crisis. Throughout the ups and downs in the battle for environmental sustainability, there are local heroes out there who carry on doing their work and making a difference. So today I am here to bring their stories to you, have a relaxed discussion, and maybe bring you a little bit of inspiration along the way too. My name is Alex Wybrook, and today I will be your lonesome host. Unfortunately, Khadija could not make it to record. She's currently extremely swamped with her master's thesis, so good luck, Khadija. I'm sure that you definitely would have had a lot of questions today for our fantastic guest, Diane Bahati, a volunteer and supporter of the Rwanda Youth Alliance for Climate Actions, a large volunteer group based in Rwanda that takes part in all sorts of environmental projects to help build a sustainable future for Rwanda and also help the economic development of the country at the same time. Basically, RIAKA do a lot of environmental awareness, training and education of young people around Rwanda and also the general public, getting them involved in things like planting trees and other environmental and community projects. They have a name in Rwanda for the kind of community work that they do, which is Umuganda. But of course, before I jump into more of a conversation with Diane herself, I'm just going to talk a little bit more about the environmental challenges that Rwanda faces and what is being done to overcome them at a national level. Rwanda, for those who don't know, is a landlocked country in the Great Lakes region of sub-Saharan Africa. It's about the size of Macedonia and has a population of 11.5 million people as of 2016 anyway. The capital city where Diane is based is Kigali, they have a official language, which is Kinyarwanda. They have English and French, and also Swahili as the lingua franca of the African Great Lakes region. So Rwanda definitely has a lot of environmental issues that it faces, but these come really hand in hand with the economic development issues of Rwanda. Rwanda is a country that's been really focused in the past 10, and 10 or 20 years on positively developing its economy and raising millions of people out of poverty. So there's actually a really strong drive for economic development in the country, but the government is really trying to do it in a green way. So the kinds of environmental issues that Rwanda faces are land scarcity as the population grows, soil degradation and soil erosion, which has a lot to do with the deforestation issues that Rwanda faces, and also, of course, loss of biodiversity because of the deforestation, water pollution from cities like Kigali, and general natural resource pressures from the increase in population at a rate of about 2.4% per year. And as the population grows, there are already big inequality issues in Rwanda. So as I said, the government is really trying to develop the country in a green way. And here are some really great examples of the policies that Rwanda has pioneered in the sub-Saharan African region. All the way back in 2008, Rwanda actually banned non-biodegradable plastic bags and packaging materials. So it's one of the cleanest countries in terms of plastic litter around the world. 
This has been in place since 2008, and I'm sure Diane will be able to enlighten us as to what the way of thinking is on the ground among citizens of Rwanda and how they see plastic waste, whether it's a part of their regular lives still, seeing as there's been such a long-term ban on plastic packaging and plastic bags in the country. In terms of forest cover, as I mentioned, the deforestation is a big issue there. So Rwanda actually set a goal to increase forest cover to 30% total land area by 2020. And as far as I'm aware, I think they're still working on achieving that goal. But there are regular tree planting drives. And actually, Riaka, Diane's organization, is one of those organizations pushing for the planting of trees and helping reforest the, the country in areas where the land has been degraded. On the financing side, this is actually really interesting. Rwanda was one of the first countries in sub-Saharan Africa to establish a green fund, which is now actually the largest of its kind in the whole of Africa. The fund supports both public and private projects that have the potential to create transformative change that support Rwanda's commitment for building a green economy. So any kind of project, whether it be infrastructure or social development, as long as it's doing it in a green way, then the Green Fund is there for governments and businesses to receive the funding they need to make it a reality. So far, the fund has mobilized about 100 million US dollars. And it's a really great example of the importance of environmental sustainability in the development of Rwanda and how it's a centerpiece of the policy there. So it's going to be really interesting to talk to Diane today. And I'm really looking forward to finding out more about where Rwanda is going and how Riaka is a part of that. And also what it's like to be a volunteer raising environmental awareness in a country where there's already quite a strong sense of environmental awareness, at least at a policy level. So let's dive straight into a discussion with Diane. Welcome, Diane. It's really a pleasure to have you on the show today. I've just been talking to our listeners a little bit about all of the work that Riaka does and the kind of environmental issues that are primarily facing Rwanda. It's really an interesting topic and something that I think a lot of our listeners will be learning about for the first time. So we're really excited to have you as our resident expert, so to say, to come and speak about the environmental issues Rwanda faces in, in general as well. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. And thank you for the invitation. My name is Dianba. I'm the volunteer for the NGOs called RIACA. Is a Rwanda Youth Alliance for Climate Actions. We are doing as a community work in our language. We call it Tumuganda. So we uh, are doing, yeah. So we are doing that and just to keeping our country clean. Yeah, and uh, the things we are doing also is uh, organize a complaint and try to explain people about the climate actions. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you for that little introduction. I think that it's going to be really interesting to dig into each of those kind of projects that Riaka is all about. But first of all, I just wanted to jump a little bit into what motivates you to do the work that you do with Riaka. What was your personal journey to becoming more involved in environmental activism and this kind of work? I don't. I didn't even have the bachelor on the environment, but I really mm -hmm. like it. Yeah, it's about which Same is. Same here. Um, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> so, uh, what uh, I have a bachelor in logistic, but uh, the things I'm doing in that are uh, in relating the logistics, by the way. So uh, what has make me involved in it because uh, I think it's it's very interesting because it's our life. Environment is uh, like a life. So. That's what made me to feel like I really want to 
to do that. But、uh, yeah, that I really like to volunteer. By the way, this is my passion. I feel like、uh, it's really helpful, even if it's not easy to get a job. But this is the only thing that's helped me to just to keep me busy. Yeah, 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 and I guess it's fulfilling as well, isn't it? It makes you feel good about the impact you're having on the world around you, and I think that's really important. That's the same reason that that I do this podcast. It's something that myself and my co-host, who couldn't be here today, Khadija, sends her apologies. By the way, she's currently working on her master's thesis, and it's just something that we get a lot of fulfillment out of. I, I totally agree with you that it's just something that is an intangible. Fulfillment about this kind of volunteer work, especially when you're doing something for the environment, that it、yeah. just makes you feel like you're contr- contributing to a to a better future, which you are. Yeah, thank you. So the other things I'm doing is to support the implementation of REAC activities and the project for climate、mm-hmm. actions in Rwanda, and represent REAC in other needs work in Africa and the world working on climate change. Brilliant, brilliant, and that's what we're all about. What would you say are the main environmental issues in Rwanda that Riaka is really trying to tackle in the work that you do with them? We are to organize the campaign that help really help the youth understand more about the environment. Is the only thing we are trying to do. Fair enough. So you, you run kind of educational activities for for youth and young professionals. Yeah, that's the only thing we are doing is a teaching paper、mm-hmm. because there's some people they don't even have the chance to go to school. Yeah, yeah,、uh, yeah, and they try to just to teach them to be interesting in environment, to be a volunteer. This is the only thing we that we are doing for now. And it, yeah, you touch on a really important part of environmentalism in Rwanda. I think in that、yeah. Rwanda has really focused in the past ten years or so on. Trying to develop the economy in a green way, in an environmentally sustainable way, and a good example of that,、uh, a good example of these kinds of green thinking in policies in Rwanda, is the banning of plastic bags. I think back in two thousand and eight, potentially,、mm-hmm. I think it was.、Yeah. I was wondering if the kind of community work that you do with Riaka is that also involved in these community cleanup projects, and is plastic litter still a big issue in Rwanda? Not, not at all. Because now people understand、uh, how is it bad to, to using the plastic things or、wow. the yeah, we are, we don't use it、uh, not much before. People now they try to understand it, and、uh, yeah, things are going well now. It's not like before. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so, what do you do when you do these community projects, the Umuganda? What kind of activities do you do exactly? So the activities we are doing is the planting trees. We are we have plan planting so many trees in the in the different cities.、Mm-hmm. So it's about two、uh, hundred trees. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, and、uh, something else we are doing is a is a community walk every last Saturday of the month. And something else I was doing is distribute the solar distributing so- solar panels, solar energy. Wow. Wow! Tell us more about that. That's fantastic. Yeah, we just、uh, sometimes we we have for those poor. You can see there is someone which is not able to walk. We going for the village. We just see someone which is 
don't have anything then we we contribute right. yeah. yeah so you have a really strong social responsibility as well it's not just environmental it's not only for the environmental but we can do such a thing helping those people we can buy food those kind of things it's, oh fantastic uh, yeah because that's all about that's all part of sustainable development isn't it sustainability isn't just environmental sustainability but social as well yeah it's also our brother the logistic plan including the distribution of solar panel and the water brilliant and the water yeah and where was this project implemented uh, the project was in in kigali and just cleaning we tried to cleaning the place those kind of things we are doing and yeah this is what that's fantastic And yeah. you spoke about the planting trees. Another big thing that has been on the minds of policymakers in Rwanda has been the 30% of forest cover. Yeah, we try to just to planting trees, but this is a it's been a long time ago. Mm -hmm. so, but now the, the trees become grow up. So this is this is a good things we 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 done. So it was a good things. And uh, this is it. It's build even the relation between people because when you are doing it in Uganda, it's it's approach people. You can see people try to talking and just spreading the word. Yeah, you're out on the street. You're cleaning the street. You're helping yeah. repair communities and repair the streets themselves. And people are coming to you and asking, "What are you doing?" And and you're helping yeah. share information about environmental awareness. What's the most important issue for you in? Rwanda in regards to the environment what do you think is the most pressing urgent or important problem for now we don't have any issue there's no issue about that because the only issue we had before it's because people they don't understand what is the content but now people try to understand so this is this is a good thing so i can say here. now people they try to understand and yeah now it's this is this was hard before but now it's going well People they just try to understand and yeah. Yeah, and everything is going right. Riaka is one great example of the environmental consciousness that has really sprung up in in Rwanda. I think that your country is a fantastic example for a lot of others out there, and yeah. mm -hmm. the kind of environmental awareness campaigning that you're doing is mm -hmm. there's obviously a lot more concerns going forward long term. The effects of climate change and soil degradation there is still forests being cleared in Rwanda and all these kinds of things but the fact that people in Rwanda and especially young people in Rwanda are so climate conscious so environmentally aware I really feel like it's going to be there's going to be a really bright future for Rwanda yeah is that right they try to to, to organize many conferences and inviting inviting their youth more They do for different countries to share the experience. So that really helps youth in the in the world when they organize those kind of conferences are um, invited the international youth, the local mm -hmm. ones, and they try to to extend the experience. That's really helps. Yeah, fantastic. And those kinds of conferences, for example, include one that I believe you just shared. I've seen mm -hmm. just for for context for our listeners, Diane and I are both a part of a a group of young environmental activists that are quite active on on social media. So this is how we came to connect with each other. And yeah. you've recently shared some information about a young creative leaders retreat or, or conference being held in Kigali. Do these kinds of conferences bringing local and international young people interested in the environment, have they become more uh, more common in 
in recent times? Yeah. So this is a second one. Uh, this is the second ah. one we organized here because uh, last week was the first one. So oh, one last week was the first one. That's, that's, that's fantastic. It was very interesting. And here more people came. So we, we are just organized another one in June. So I hope, Fine. yeah. Yeah, I'll have to have a look into it. And is it connected to the to the work of Riaka? Not really, because I'm the one I'm the one who's who's going to be there. So in the Riaka, because for the so many NGOs, so different NGOs. So yeah, but see, it's something relates and Riaka is there. So you know, it's about our trees, leaders, and entrepreneurs. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it's good that there's a really strong culture of environmental awareness and activism strongly alive in, in Rwanda. I think that it can really give some inspiration to a lot of other young people around the world, the kinds of the kinds of achievements you can find just by really being persistent and pushing for green economic development in your country as well. Rwanda's policymakers have definitely listened. I know that it is for young people to get involved in climate and environmental action in Rwanda, but were there any challenges that you faced along the way to making your projects a reality? The tree planting, the Umuganda, sorry, yeah. the Umuganda community projects. Yeah, so the challenges I had is to to just telling the young people, then you tell them to just to come to volunteer. They say, why volunteer? Is that there any money? Someone to volunteer. Interesting. Uh, is, there, is there not much of a culture of volunteering? among young people in Rwanda? Not really. The most of people, they don't like it because they say if it's for free, why should I come and uh, do that? You know, they just mm-hmm, want mm-hmm. something that can bring them money. So it's so the big challenges I had because, but for now people that try to understand, which is good because I'm telling them here, there is a, for now you, for now you can say, I don't find anything but after you can get anything you can get some other opportunities and i try mm-hmm. to under, just tell them it's not easy yeah they try to understand now they feel like i said now they're just seeing that i say wow so now we see you you <laughs> get something i just need something which is going to bring me money but now they understand which is good because i'm trying to tell them you for now yeah, when you're starting, it's not easy for sure. Yeah, it's very hard. But after some days or some months, you realize what you're doing is not uh, for nothing. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it can be so hard to see the impact of what you're doing until you're already out the other end or you're well into developing your own project or your idea or NGO in this case. And how strong is Riaka now? How many members do you have as an organization? How many people do you tend to get uh, involved when you can? So now we have 200. Wow. Yeah, it's 200, but the people that like to pick, you can see someone is going. I don't know how many we are selling now. Yeah, I, I agree. I actually help uh, run a, a big international network of young people interested in water conservation and water issues. And one of the biggest challenges is uh, engaging people. And although you have plenty of people interested in your work, like 200 people in the case of Riaco, which is fantastic, there's always a smaller group of more engaged people. But it's fantastic that you have that kind of, that wide support. It's only 200, but the one who came for the... For the campaign, you can see it's like 10 years. That's it. But at least, but the important thing is that the message is going out to a lot of people. It's 200 is not a small number. When you want them, you can get all them, sir. 
I know what you mean. Yeah. It's tough to keep people engaged for sure with volunteer work. Like you said, money talks, doesn't it? So if there's no money involved, it can be tough to get people's commitment, but the amount of projects you've done and the people you do have engaged is absolutely fantastic. And how did yeah. you become that, the challenge that you've had with getting more people engaged? What's been successful for you as a youth organizer, as one of the most engaged people in Riaka and one of the leaders of the movement? How did you start getting more people engaged? You said it was hard to start out, but now you have 200 people over time. You have a core team of five or six people who are really committed. How did you build that up? In uh, 2013, I was involved in the project called Promoting Youth Personalship mm-hmm. and Repartnership, implemented by RIACA and founded by the U.S. Embassy in Rwanda. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the only project we, we that builds a lot of youth mm-hmm. because uh, this one was uh, because we just, uh, the USA Embassy helped us to to make the project and uh, mm-hmm. we did talking about the climate action and uh, and we just bring the, the youth from the from Kigali to for the for the clips mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so that's that was a lot of uh, youth was coming and we give them some money oh fantastic yeah that, that does help and that uh, was very nice because we going we went for the place very good place kibuya is a very very good place for sure and mm-hmm. that's very interesting and we gave <laughs> the money also and that's the only thing which attract a lot of you yeah brilliant but yeah it's really sustained the organization since then it seems i guess it always helps to have a big organization like the u.s embassy <laughs> helping support Mm -hmm. a big project like that. I hope that there's more of that in your future. And another thing that I've just suddenly um, thought back to is speaking of challenges, has it been tough through 2020 in particular with COVID in Rwanda? Have you been able to organize as many activities with the with Riaka? Nope, because our, uh, since our COVID-19 was started, it's, uh, it's very, it's very uh, difficult to organize because it's not allowed mm-hmm. to, to have a meeting or even if we, we have a meeting, they're just telling you have to be like five or 10 people. And uh, it's not easy. We didn't do anything from 2020. It's uh, the mm-hmm. COVID thing, so we can't. It's our, we just try to do some uh, Zoom conference, but uh, it doesn't help like when we are meeting face to face. Of course, yeah, yeah. not the same. Yeah, we- Hopefully this kind of, our discussion here can help connect more people to Riaka. And if you're interested, then we'll definitely leave Diane's and Riaka's social links and the contact details in the show notes to make sure that people can reach out if they want to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely nice. We can hope. I, it's these are tough times. These are tough times, and I hope that we can connect more people to to your awesome project. Yeah, it's a community work we are doing. Everyone in the in Rwanda It's not like mm-hmm. um, only for Riaka. No, yeah, but when we want to do it, special, we are just we just plan it like the groups and like group of Riaka. Then we do something special with planting or whatever. Yeah. So you, of course you don't have to be a member to to come along, get involved. If it's planting trees, if it's mm-hmm. fixing roads, if it's any of these kinds of environmental projects, then any member of the public is is allowed to come along and and help out. That's awesome. Yeah. And what does it all mean to you? I know that you're obviously very passionate about volunteering, like you spoke about, and that it's important to you that 
more people in Rwanda are aware of environmental issues, even though Rwanda is, of course, doing a fantastic job of that already, there's a lot more work to be done. What is the fulfillment or what is the meaning behind all this work for you? You're the only thing I can say. I really do that because I really like to do or to volunteer, to volunteering. It's a good thing for me. Brilliant, brilliant. And on a personal level, what is it that you like about the volunteer work that you do? What I really like, uh, it's relating logistic, of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, we have just uh, doing, we just uh, distribute the sanitizer for uh, the distribute also the mask. Oh, okay. So you've been helping with that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Fantastic. So you guys do keep busy. I know you've had a quiet year in 2020, but I really hope that you start to pick things up again. And like I say, I hope that this podcast helps bring in some more interested people. I'm sure that Mm -hmm. Diane would be happy to hear from any of you. And if you want to reach out to her through us at all, that's also fine. We really hope that speaking for Khadija and I here, as Khadija can't be here today, that we really hope that you really... We really hope that you find success with Riaka and and continue to gather more young people. And I strongly believe that any positive social change that you create is going to come back tenfold. You're going to get what you give. And um, yeah. it's just, yeah, just incredible. Did you have anything you would like to leave with our listeners before we go? The only thing I can say, it's helping people. It's a good thing because together we can do something, you know. In my hands, I can't do anything in my hands. I need someone to encourage me, someone to push you to do something, to encourage you. That someone to tell you if you're not alone, we are, we are there. So this is, this is the things which is help people. Yeah. Absolutely. It's something that we hear a lot on this show. I think that the people we talk to, like yourself, Diane, are so community focused, community minded. It's all about mm-hmm. bringing people together and creating social change, creating environmental change together because we're so much stronger together than we are alone. So I'm very happy to have been connected with you today. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing the story of Riaco with our listeners and also just telling us a little bit more about the different kinds of projects you guys are up to. It's really inspiring work. All the best to you and the others working behind the scenes in Riaco. I think it's, it is tough times, but we really believe that, like you say, together you can make a difference. Thank you so much. No problem. All right. Well, that was a really interesting discussion. I really enjoyed getting Diane's perspective on volunteering and volunteer work in Rwanda. I didn't realize that there was not so much of a uh, culture around volunteering in, in her country, although I could probably reflect on looking at where I'm living right now here in the UK. There also isn't a super strong culture around volunteering. There are certainly bubbles of volunteering and some communities of people and certain programs that people get involved in that are really really popular with volunteering but there's no it's not kind of a commonplace thing that everyone does and that's something I haven't really thought about in quite a long time I think that Diane gave me pause for thought to really consider how important that that kind of work is and how fulfilling it can be the projects that Riaka is working on, whether it's the solar panels, the road restorations, or tree planting, all of these projects are bringing fulfillment to her and to people within Riaka. But more importantly, they're actually helping build more 
resilient, more climate resilient, more socially resilient communities as Rwanda continues to grow. It was awesome to hear her passion and all of the work that she does to really keep things going even throughout the COVID pandemic that started back in 2020 and is continuing to this day. It's really fantastic and encouraging for me to talk to other people around the world like Diane who are pushing through regardless and they may not have had too many activities in 2020 but I know that when things return to more normalcy and they don't have to hold events online as they are now they're going to hit the ground running they're going to hit the ground running and they're going to start doing more and more tree planting environmental work social development work and I can't wait to hear more about it this actual this interview was actually a long time in the making Diane and I first got in touch after the climate action summit in September 2019 so I've spoken here and there to Diane since then and she has been a constant inspiration as as are all of the people that we speak to on this show that really just motivates me to keep doing more work and, and to keep having these conversations and connecting people around the world who are taking action for the climate crisis I hope everyone was really inspired by this and if you want to find out more about people taking action then you can always reach out to us on our socials that's at PTA pod on Instagram Facebook or Twitter and if you go to the bottom of our show notes you can also find a link there that will let you leave a voice note message for us you can let us know what it is you like about the show if you'd like to be on the show or if you know of a project that you think would be fantastic to be featured on this show so thanks again to everyone for tuning in thanks to legion x for the great music we used to mix together for our theme and we'll see you in the next one